Welcome into Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. We are back here at the Performance Center in glorious eastern Los Angeles. Got a nice uh, reaction from our, our home-based podcast because we really dug into the Galaxy game. Everyone felt very prepared for a very nerve-wracking 90 minutes, which turned to a very glorious 90 minutes. We did. We'll try our best to, because we have to talk about the Galaxy game. It was huge. It's such a big result. But we'll do our best to do a very good preview. Awesome. What I was about to say when you said, we're back here, I wonder if everyone was like, oh, no. No, because we were at home. Oh, no. You guys should be at home. You should be previewing the game from home. Last, Don't do anything different. Last week, close to the game, was Thursday. We didn't want to be here. to want to interrupt anything. So we said, let's do it from home. Because uh, the guys because love us, they, they like love. To joke with us. They and come we by and say hello. Keep, they offer us focus. coffee. They invite us to concerts. That last part's not true. You and invite them to concerts. Yes, I invite them. Max sits oh, in the close. lobby way, going, "Hey, does anyone, anyone want to go to the Hollywood Bowl to see uh, Oingo Boingo or whoever?" <laughs> I was this close to going with Carlos Vela to see Luis Miguel at the Hollywood Bowl. Paul, Team Security Paul can attest to that. This close didn't happen. But Team Security Paul's probably the one that shut it down, yeah. right? No, no, no. Because you I know, just, you know what's going to happen. I couldn't get tickets. You're going to shut it down. <laughs> I could have got Carlos. You got to use your your uh, your swerve here to get the tickets. But um, so what we did was good. We stayed out of the hair, and then we did it from home, so we could really focus in on. But we're back here, and uh, they have all the way till Sunday. Sorry about hitting you there, I Vince. Uh, by the way, please like, subscribe, download, tell a friend. You know the deal. Hit the like button, too, if you're watching on YouTube. The numbers have been really good, and we really appreciate you, and that's why we do it here. We have a whole setup, and uh, that's why it can be a little distracting to players. But go Is that ahead your roundabout way of saying that we're not prepared? Uh, no, we're prepared <laughs> we're because prepared. we have a real big setup here. We're taking up the entire concourse at the Performance Center. And then we will uh, certainly look ahead, and we will look back. But there's a full week, so that's really encouraging for this LAFC team as they prepare for Austin FC. Let us, oh, Ilya Sanchez will be joining us here as well, so we're very excited about that. And uh, he was he was fantastic. You know what I loved about what he did against the Galaxy? Every time he needed a calming influence, this ball was bouncing. He'd let it come to his head. He'd head it down right to someone's foot. He must have done that mm -hmm. eight times. I mean, he's the balance. So, oh. He stitches the team together. Also, he's a great podcast guest. And if, if there was anyone that could help us understand what happened in that Galaxy game while looking ahead to the Austin game, it's got to be Ilya. It sure does. So let's go back to the Galaxy game. Everyone's still, we can see it on social media, everyone's still very excited, reposting things, and why not? I have looked at that Chicho Arango goal 30 times. I rewatched all the goals again multiple yeah. times in preparation for this, but every time I watch it, I find like little new tidbits. Because a lot of the goals were long passing sequences of goals, Chicho's notwithstanding, but that was just incredible. I, I like watching that more to see how all the reactions of the celebrations are. I did all the reactions, and it was like Chicho got there, and obviously he embraced uh, his family, but there were some supporters who I recognized kind of getting in on the celebration. And, it's like, I'm, and I, I, I wasn't going to be judgmental. I was going to be envious, if anything, because what a great moment to have, and so many people will have those moments. And that's what it's all about, right? Regardless of what happens, to be at that stadium on a day like that, and you carry that forever, I guarantee you. So uh, you My certainly appreciate Chris it. bought tickets. He called. He he called me leading into the week before we knew who the the uh, opponent would be. He said, "Man, I want I want to get tickets. I'm probably going to go alone though. So should I get tickets in the north end?" I go, "Well, if you get tickets in the north end, you won't be alone. 
because somebody you'll make friends, you'll have a great time. You don't need to worry about sitting alone. He goes, okay, okay. Then he's like, I don't, I don't know, it's two hundred dollars. And then right after the Galaxy One, I just text him. I go, prices are going up, <laughs> and they did. Uh, but he decided to get one, and he, uh, I ran into him before the game. And Albert, good friend Albert, uh, out there in the North End, I said, just stick with this guy, and you'll be fine. And he took care of my buddy, brought him out front. Um, he was like front row, hanging out in the in the thirty-two fifty-two in the North End. Oh no. You guys can't see it because the way camera. Well, he could pop over here in a second. But yeah, he could he could pop over here in a second and he, he introduce fine. himself. Yes, if he wants to come over. Uh, but he had a great time. He had a great time. That's that yeah. was the moral of the story. Yeah. The way people take care of each other and like you said, kind of he was not so sure if he wanted to be there. Now it's a memory he'll never forget. I was with my my wife who doesn't come to every game. We're down there with the the two one goal and then the three two goal. And we're like embracing, jumping with other people, people we knew, complete strangers. It was fantastic. So uh, you won't lose that. That's when you come in early on that foundation. That's part of the the build. And uh, with the Galaxy game, we knew it would be excruciating. It'd be, uh, <laughs> it be. It was. It was back and forth. Even the way, even just the way the Galaxy played, controlling possession. Which we, I remember, I was sitting next to you, and we looked at each other. And go, wait a minute. Uh, it's not supposed to go that way, but they did. Uh, the good news is that LAFC were never in peril of losing that game. They always had their noses in front, or at very worst. We're tied, so in that case, you could say they had some of that control. But the ability to find a way, and in particular, and I think the launching point is Denny Buwanga, um, who has been much celebrated. We've been here going, it's going to happen for Denny. It's going to happen. You just see him all the time. You know it's going to the breakthrough. And it happened, two goals, and then involved on the game winner as well. Yeah, I would like to take a lot of credit for the big game, Buwanga. And, but like, I always believed in him. I've been telling you guys since he showed up, this guy is it's incredible. He has the tools. Yes, he might start a little slower than people would want him to. I think the stat was one goal in seven games when he got here, but you could see it. It's it's about, like I keep saying, it's chance creation. It's the things that you do day in and day out. Yes, goals will come most for the most part. I know we, we brought it up in LAC 360, the Kevin Cabral uh, comparisons, comparisons yeah. which I don't think are, are fair to either Kevin Cabral or Danny Buanga, but it's fun. But it, it was there. It was always there. We knew that he was going to be a winger that was going to tear up this league because he had all the tools. He had the physicality. He had the elusiveness. He has the speed to get by guys. And then the finishing, it's just the last, the cherry on top. Yeah. I love how the LAFC social media handles, they all keep receipts. And then when the Danny Bowanga game, uh, Matt Doyle had that comparison. You heard it. And uh, that's fun. We're happy. You have fun. That's what. That's the uh, the clout you get when the club you support wins. Danny Bowanga also, and we said this on LAFC 360, uh, you got to be careful about the tags you give and say the most important player. But there was a void for LAFC. They pretty much had all the things. They had a goal scorer. They had the creative element. They had the width. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the vertical player like they had with Diego Rossi. And then he just fits it seamlessly. They're not the same player, but they do a lot of the similar things, attacking defenders at pace. And because of that, it, that's the most singularly, I think, important role. That role because it opens up, you know, but it opens well, up a lot of other players. Well, you just kind of like backtracked on your own. Opinion. I know, but I know I said it's all about semantics. I said yeah. he's not the most important player, but that role could be the most. I think you just have to fill certain lanes and you have to unbalance a defense. And without that, you cannot really unbalance a defense because if they know they can always play, you're always going to play in front of them, they can always stay in line. But if really realistically, you have a guy that plays vertical and can break that line of four, that's when all sorts of problems start to pop up, whether it's in front of the defense, behind the defense, around the corners, that type of thing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying you said can't, can't say one person okay. singular and then brought it back. But we should disagree. That's part of the podcast. You want to see Is more it? disagreement. Since when? 
people want to see us go after it. We're always so pleasant with each other. I think it's a good time to just go, the heck with you, Vince. Well, look, You're crazy. That's the worst take I've ever heard. If they ultimately succeed happened. this year, maybe next year, we just, you and I become full heels and just tag team partners just going at it, never, never agreeing on anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're getting late. We're obviously getting to Austin FC uh, preview mode, but I'll, with one thing else about the Galaxy, and we said that's just, I said it was the single most important, but everyone kind of played their role. There is still such a, uh, a high ceiling for this team, and I certainly feel that they will hit that at some point. I'll talk mm -hmm. to that in a moment. But there's still room for improvement here. The Galaxy, I mean, the, we talked about the midfield. The midfield was chasing a, a fair bit. They certainly would like to get a little more control more mm -hmm. on the the offensive side of the midfield play. Uh, defensively, I thought they were good. They didn't give a lot of shots up, but they did allow two goals. And um, th there's things I know that with 10 days between games, Steve Chirundolo will be looking at and saying, we can get this. It's, it must be a coach's dream. You get the result, obviously, in a very nerve-wracking game. Mm -hmm. But then you have some stuff to take away that you can certainly show. Look, we do this and this. Uh, no one's going to touch us. Yeah, you it was important you said control. And there's two ways to look at this. When, when we saw that Galaxy had a lot of possession, you and I first looked at it and were like, this is just, just weird. Odd, yeah. We're not used to it. But I guess the other way to look at it is uh, they didn't create a lot of big chances out of it, though. So LAFC found a way, despite not being able to play what they might think is their game model, to find a bit of control. And I think that's the, the biggest point that we walked away from that was like, that's not an LAFC game that we're used to, yet somehow they found a way to be the most dangerous team despite not having the ball, to be the most dangerous team despite not being able to press quite as well as they normally do. I know this. the second goal is basically the LAFC we're used to. They pressed, they lose the ball, they regain possession, they go right back and they attack them quick. But otherwise, other than that, there wasn't really any of those moments. They weren't connecting passes quite the same. So I think there's different ways you can have control, but I think maybe this was more of a self-control and the ability to say, maybe it's not our day in this way, but let's not beat ourselves by, because the worst thing you can do is when your press isn't working to just get extend yourself and open yourself up because the Galaxy would have carved you up. R Ricky Pooj would have carved you up and they did not do that. I mean, Pooj and Chicharito, non-factors. It was, uh, yeah, that's very true. Other than that, I mean, the Galaxy got to give them credit for what the way they did. I said, all right, they played this way against Nashville. They were at home. They were the higher seed. Now they're going to play at LAFC. Do they change it? And They, they didn't play scared. I, they didn't. They were aggressive uh, at the risk of making some mistakes. They didn't lose the ball. LAFC also didn't make any of those big mistakes that would have opened up an opportunity, you know, which they've done his historically against mm -hmm. the Galaxy, but they were watertight on that front but you, know, you give the galaxy some credit certainly from be able to dictate the way uh they were able to do an lafc held firm they it's an interesting broader conversation because we knew what the lafc identity was but we've seen so many different lafcs just in the last month a lot of different, different ways to win which resourceful as practical teams great as that 2019 team was they did not have as many tools in their toolbox as i think this team does so there you have it. Enjoy the Galaxy game. You'll have it forever, just like 2019. But now, remember, just two playoffs. But it would be that much better if they took the next step yes. after it. Now you have this, just the second playoff victory in club history, and now they're in the Western Final. Now, the big difference from when they did this in 2019, we've talked about it before, there was four days between games. It was the first time you got the Galaxy, and we've talked to a lot of folks around uh, LAFC, and they said, you know, that it's impossible to say that that didn't take a lot. Right to do and to turn around in four days. When I have 10 days mm -hmm. and you're not playing a, a Sounders team that you have a little more history with, you're playing Austin FC, which you do have a, a recent history that you were getting at it. So uh, that is 
we won't talk about that again. If LAFC do not advance, then that's obviously off the books. But I get to the feeling 10 days and just being here and you feel a calm again before a game. It feels like a normal game week would be advantageous. Feel a little bit looser. They're able, they were able to take two days off after the Galaxy game, which I'm sure they all needed. They trained Saturday, or sorry, trained Sunday, Monday. They're training today, which is Tuesday. They'll have another day off and then training leading all the way up into the game. So that four day, that, that you know, lack of rest that you were just talking about, non-factor completely. And they do, they do feel looser. I think there's a- But days off sprinkled in there. It's like, these are all planned, what they do here about what they eat, what, how they rest, what they should do. They have this whole week to kind of go, perfect. Let's put it into a, as prime optimal mm -hmm. position for this team. And it allowed guys to get back into training. As Steve said, he expected uh, Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale to be back in training, which would make them fully available. So availability is, is probably the most important part about all this. So many options. On a day against the Galaxy where really for the first time in a while, LAFC didn't splurge into the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have that in their, their toolkit, certainly. Uh, they didn't have to do it as much here, but they still got some impact there. Obviously, with Carlos Vela coming off. And we saw Mahala come in and shortly thereafter scoring the goal. And then they scored again. So the, they played the right tones. The XG of the team when Mahala came in, just it skyrocketed. Do you have like an XG app? You just go like this, you point it at somebody and go... Uh, luckily... That'd be awesome. Somebody build that in Silicon Valley. I want a they do, I want they a piece do, of it. They though. do have one. It's called like the race. It's, it's okay. Never mind. It, it's it's pretty cool, but it's usually only available to stats guys. And luckily, we have a good relationship with the numbers guy Scott here at LAFC, and he sends me the after the game. will send me kind of the chart, and it's it. LAFC was always higher in XG. They were creating more chances. Galaxies. If you think about the Galaxy's goals, that Grand Seer goal, pretty low quality chance. He sc he scores. Jovlich goal, pretty good low quality chance, but Jovlich is quality. But LFC was creating chances, but I'm telling you, the second that they made that sub, it just it skyrocketed, and they just chance after chance after chance. Obviously, when you get a tap in from five yards out, that's a pretty high quality chance. Yeah. Football in LA is in good good hands because this is, I think, these two teams, LFC and Galaxy, will be uh, back in the postseason again next year, and looking each other dead in the eye, and that's good for the city. That's good for the league. So we look forward to that. Especially because they're going to play each other three times. Yeah, at the Rose Bowl in the opener. Like I said, Keith Jackson here at the Rose Bowl. The Ducks of Oregon taking on the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Got everyone in. John Thornton passed by John pass. Thornton with the cap. You don't see it as much. It's a hot day. Yeah. He looks great. <laughs> He's the best, JT. So uh, now let's talk about Austin FC. They uh, had to uh, get by. They played two games in the playoffs. Uh Trailed Real Salt Lake, came back to beat them. So they did it one way. They did that at home. Mm -hmm. Then they uh, got off to the quick start against FC Dallas, were comprehensive, uh, and held on two to one. But it was much. I don't think it was even that close. Uh, it, Austin really performed as well as they have since they beat LAFC four to one back at the end of August. And uh, this is a team coming in with a, a ambition. This is really their first playoff run, just their second season of existence. These are the best two teams in the West all season. That's the final two, which is you don't get to say a lot mm -hmm. about the MLS Cup playoffs. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. They have a lot of game winners, and we saw that. Sebastian Driussi obviously is a name that comes to mind. I thought he played his best game in a couple months because everyone's saying he's the MVP, and then he kind of disappeared. Stagnated a little bit, and right. Honey took off. Yeah, and it's about being in a, a hot form. Diego Fagundes is a consistently excellent player. You will have, and as you also mentioned, uh, the goalkeeping is very good. So this team deserves to be here. Yeah, they have, uh, you could say the front four is very good. Obviously, Driussi and Fagundes are pivotal players, and they can create something out of nothing. This team really kind of outperforms. It creates chances. They're dangerous, but 
man, they're finishers. And as we talk about, goals change games, and they change games by scoring. They, they don't really do much else. They, they, they want to get a little bit of possession, and I know Joshua always, always preaches that, but realistically it's about Fagundes and Driussi creating big chances and finishing them off. You could maybe even add it into a front six because Ring is very good as a late-arriving player in the box. I think Pereira has shown um, that he can do some things, and that's an MLS uh, super draft guy yeah. actually doing some things, things out there. Things fell well for this yeah. club. I mean, all these things, I mean, you would have never thought – Pereira would have had that kind of impact. You would have never thought Diego Fogunes would have revived his career. And Driussi, you knew he was going to get better, but this much better. Yeah. And the MVP candidate, you couldn't have predicted. So everything hit. Yeah. So they have game changers, but they also have a great goalie um, because they do give up quite a lot of chances. Because the one thing you and I looked at, and this is not to s slight Austin FC, although they do love to uh, love a slight that they can use in their uh, we're not. It's luckily, working for them. Luckily, we're not laminated in any of those predictions. But uh, the back four. Where would you have picked Austin if you got to predict preseason in I, the West? I thought they were okay. I would have picked them maybe just outside of the playoffs. Wow. But not, Much higher not, than everyone Not else. lower. 12th, than, not 11th. that low. Yeah, I, I would have said maybe eighth, maybe slipping in. But they obviously proved me very much wrong. But honestly, look at look at the back four. I would say the fullbacks are workmanlike they get at it <laughs> uh center backs cascante is uh physical workmanlike uh, yeah i mean I, again they give up they do give up a lot of chances but brad stuver is then back there and as you know goals change games so do saving for sure goals and stuver can save a for sure goal One for you penalty shootout yep. convincingly yeah against uh real salt lake so what you got to do is you got to keep them at either you got to keep them tight which lafc has proven if they can get into a half at 1-1, one, 0-0, one, zero, zero. then they can make adjustments, make the substitutions that matter because their talent level, I think, is already higher than this Austin team, Austin team but then the bench is that another step above. Yeah. Uh, or you just finish your chances uh, and then kind of crush their, their will. I don't know how LAFC is going to go about it, but having lost to them twice, I think they're going to come out with a certain level of intensity. I just I feel like it's got to be measured intensity. You go too far forward, all breaks, no gas, Sebastian Drusi will end up popping up behind you, and he does not miss. This is a team that's obviously had that great home field advantage. They used it to their benefit in the playoffs, but they've been good on the road, as Vince touched on. They uh, hung the first home loss on LAFC earlier this season, 2-1, to one, which uh, LAFC had a claim to that. Uh, got a lot of good chances, weren't able to convert. The second game in Austin, and as Steve Chernolo told us after it happened, was they just didn't, they didn't want to run that day. So that was that one game where the team just didn't. They didn't, and he also said that they Sometimes got. Sometimes you wake up, you don't feel it, right? They got a dose of their own medicine where the, yeah. the team kind of overran them, and they just they had an intensity to where every mistake was then turned into a big opportunity. So there you have it. Uh, they score a lot of goals, and I think uh, you put a, a good description on this team. Sunday, noon Pacific time for the kickoff. That was the uh, – that where you at all? I just – no. I just uh, – it's going to be a cool afternoon. I just – after the magic of the night, you were hoping that they could recreate that. But either window, I don't think, would have had it 7 o'clock at night. Where True. It been great. That was just magic. Uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, – that's ABC is going to be showing that game, which is great news for LAFC, a much bigger audience. They got first dibs. They picked this game. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It's about this, this game as well. Now, when I talk about Austin FC, and I said this earlier, I look at this game and I kept saying, LAFC has, we know they have that gear mm. where everything clicks. And we haven't seen that all season. Yeah, 90-minute performance. 90-minute performance. The really good chances all go in, very like a, a slave or a, a save or a a deflection or a post hit. I'm feeling this might be it, Vince. I'm feeling this might be the day. 
uh, well, what a time to do it. Where the 90 minutes all click into place. Everything's coming together, fully loaded, healthy. They got by the rivalry game unscathed. And now they had those 10 days to get ready for it. I mean, they should have the confidence to do it, right? Like, all everything is now in place to do it. Like we said, guys are getting healthy. They'll have the time to, to rest and get their legs underneath them. I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it might but take I'm talking, it might I'm take talking big. And it, and it I'm might, not talking 2-1. But, it, yeah, it really might take that, though. Where, like, Austin is a good team, and even if you do put a 90-minute performance and you run out of their 4-0 winners. That's what I was thinking. That's what you're thinking. 4-1. 4-1. I'm getting in trouble for that. I just got to know, man. Just something to get those come in. I haven't had this prior. I'll give my I'll give my prediction before Ilya gets here because he's not going to uh, not going <laughs> to. Don't like, tell him what I said. Gonna, I, I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1. Safe. Safe. I said 1-0 for the. Uh, you did. And, and I said 3-2. I said because there was only eight shots. It wasn't far-fetched that it was a one-goal game. That's fair. But when Giorgio, who told me about the Derby games, wasn't playing, then it made sense. He wasn't. Yeah. There you have it. So Sunday we'll get to go it. Other side, Philadelphia, New York City FC, LAFC wins. They host MLS Cup November the 5th at Bank of California Stadium. And you can only imagine what that means for the club. Three home playoff games to excite the base, pay for the stadium. Gets, you know, all that stuff <laughs> matters. This, this is the envy of the league. Yeah. You want to you have these playoff games, which is uh, uh, it's a business as well, right? It'll be an epic MLS Cup final and I'm sure MLS is looking also a day game to it possibly yes that would also be one o'clock one one o'clock yeah that's unfortunate but it is what it is once you're there you don't care you enjoyed the playoffs was good this conference has been very good good. well we talked about on LAC 360 when you've got uh the one versus two in the west and then one versus three in the three as you pointed out is the reigning champions can't really ask for a better uh, Final Four there. Yeah, you get a Philly New York rivalry kind of game there. Which it, it, they do certainly well, get and after, flowing after there, the, the and COVID. after the history that they have had. Yeah. yeah, so this is really good. It's this is a league that's we you get pandemonium, you get lower seeds, and I don't want to disrespect Real Salt Lake Run or Portland coming out of the five spot, but once in a while at least you want this, and it's so rare that it happens. The last time I think I said it here was 2003, one versus one, and that could happen. It's it's at least you're a heavy favorite. Philadelphia are a favorite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and when I talk to more and more people, they don't go, yeah, it's going to be a crazy year. They kind of go, no, this is the way it's supposed to happen. And so far it's happened that way. It has been a, a chalky year. Chalky. It felt like it. It's, it's felt like the teams that were the the good teams, which I think all four of these are very good teams, just were kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Even though, you know, like an RSL punched above their weight a little bit. I think Cincinnati's greatly improved and punched Great above story. their weight a little bit. But ultimately – the talent, not just in the starting 11, but then the coaching staffs and then the depth uh, is shining through in this year in MLS. It's a great year in MLS. Think about it. Toronto FC with the $14 million player didn't even sniff the playoffs. Atlanta United, the benchmark club that spends and they're going to, again, didn't make the playoffs. Seattle, Portland, all a Cascadia out. Atlanta United might have a player on the Argentinian national team yeah. at the World Cup. <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll be right back. We'll be joined by Ilya Sanchez here on Inside LAFC. We'll get his thoughts about Galaxy, and we'll look ahead to Austin FC, the Inside LAFC MVP podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe. Tell a friend. We'll be back. We are back here Inside LAFC, the MVP podcast. Thrilled to welcome back Ilya Sanchez here preparing for Austin FC. We, we want to talk about Austin. again. We know you guys are geared up for this game. But let's talk about the Galaxy. It's just a, an incredible night. I saw you for a moment down there at the field level, and just all this this cathartic moment for so many people what was it like for you obviously going in preparation wise and then the payoff at the end once you heard the final whistle 
Well, I think that uh, it was a, a great night uh, for all of us. Um, and mainly because uh, we were better as a team, as a club, as an organization, uh, managing our emotions and our feelings heading into the game, during the game, and probably after the game with our celebration. Uh, we were very happy, but uh, you could see, you could tell that in all our minds, um, the job is not done yet. So. Um, Great night uh, for LAFC people, uh, but um, with our minds um, on the next uh, challenges. Okay. Just to follow up, did you did you learn that from the earlier games with the Galaxy? Maybe let's go back to that first one where you where we knew it was a bunch of new players, and I talked to you and said, "This is we got to win this game." And I wouldn't say it's because we've played them uh, several times this season, and we've learned how to play them. But I would say that it's because the ideas and the methodology that Steve had for this team uh, and the way that we've been training, the exercises uh, during training, um, the talks, the messages that he has been sending throughout the season. Now, I don't know how to say it in English, but are paying off. You know, mm -hmm. we, are, we are getting all those uh, together. Uh, um, for us to be able to perform uh, as he expects um, the team to do. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because Max and I, in the first segment, we talked about kind of how that game didn't look the way we thought an LAFC Galaxy game would look when we think about the two styles. We know the Galaxy really want to possess the ball, but you don't normally let teams kind of move the ball the way you did. So was, when the game doesn't go to script, is, is the bigger story the fact that you guys were able to still step up in moments and find that quality in moments is that what we should be taking away from this game was LAFC can win even when plan A maybe isn't quite working or what what did, what did you feel from that I think that uh, we've played uh, the game we had to um, we've prepared the game uh, for uh, different outcomes mm -hmm. during the game and at the end, we have the players. This team has been built for this moment. So we have the players that can decide uh, the game for us. Um, knowing that as a player and from kind of the back of the field um, gives you confidence, keeps you alive, uh, no matter what you have in front or no matter uh, what's going on uh, during the 90 minutes, because you know that uh, some of your teammates in front mm -hmm. uh, will decide and, and, and will uh, call it game for, for the team. And how often do you, I mean, you've been in this league. Oh, some high, that's a high. It feels like it's, it's right on top I know, of it us. I feel like it's right here. It's, it's a big week. We're Western Conference Final. They're trying to get all, it's for you, all, all the oh, intel yeah. they can. <laughs> Thank you. It's for you. It's a little surprise. We <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, you've been in this league, uh, obviously, with uh, Kansas City in 2018. You went to the Western Conference Finals. It's a two-leg final, so it's different, a little bit different. But how often do you get a team where they can shift gears and still be able to find the solution? Um, is it is it something that is no, it's a special. just something like that, or is it special? It's a special. I had, uh, I had been part of this league for five years um, with uh, one of the best teams in the league. Um, and not just because of the organization, but also because of the teams that we had for every season. Uh, three years I've been in this exact situation 
with all the games in the playoff at home, final included, mm-hmm. to win it all. And I have zero MLS caps. So um, for me, what we have in this club and with this team, it's uh, a very strong um, group um, with high quality individualities uh, that can uh, make the difference in these moments. And just to follow up on that, and you kind of answered, but forgive me for almost repeating it, but we watched that game and we expected LFC to possess. Galaxy possessed earlier, but there was no panic LFC. You kind of said, okay, this is the game it's going to be. We will adapt. You feel like you guys can do, we've seen it many times successfully, that you guys can do that in any game and can play almost any kind of game depending on the opponent. Our game model tells that um, we want to create chances. Possession it's something secondary mm. or something that uh, we want to do to be able to get more and more and more chances. But uh, if we don't have or we don't win the possession battle, but we have five more chances or ten more chances than the opponent, that's the way we want to do it. Um, because we know that as many chances as we have, our players don't need uh, too many. Uh, to be able to score. So uh, that's the way we want to play and that's the way uh, we think uh, it's get, it will get us closer to the win. So now you move into the Western Conference Final against Austin. Uh, you want to talk about difference makers. They have a couple of game changers in Fagundes, 3UC. Uh, they have a hot goalkeeper as well. So you didn't play in that game in Austin. And then when we think back to the game at home, that was all the way back in May and it was just like a totally different time period. So what do you take going into this game what do you what do you take from those prior games what is the kind of mindset for you and i think that uh obviously the results um didn't go our way and i would say that we want to forget that but it's totally the opposite we want to have that um in our minds uh or we had that in our minds um because we can learn a lot from what happened uh, in those games. Um, The first one at home, uh, I think that we were the better team. Uh, We played uh, with a different lineup, uh, uh, but we still perform. Uh, All our players played uh, very well that night. Um, We just were not uh, lucky enough uh, with some details. We gave up two goals and that's a lot. Um, if you want to win the game, but still some of the calls didn't go our way and I think that overall we created so many chances for us to to have been able to to win the game. The game in Austin uh, was different. I think that also some calls didn't go our way early in the game, but uh, we need to understand that um, they were better um, and they were better because they did uh, what uh, we knew they were gonna do and we just couldn't do it Um, when we do what we can do uh, what we expect or the coach expects us to do uh, i think that there is no team in this league that can beat us uh, at home especially that was a different time i mean when that result 4-1 happened everyone was going oh austin's gonna get lafc philadelphia is the best team in mls but we're here in lafc got the supporter shield and when you look back at that game or those conversations what 
comes to mind. Obviously, it's a rivalry now that's because they they beat you twice in the season. But when you look at the the final whistle of that game and what you take away from that and what you did do correctly to to get things back on the rails for LAFC. The difference I've experienced in this team this season uh, compared to the other teams I've been part of is that uh, here in LAFC we compete week after week against ourselves. Um, if we can improve uh, the next week uh, and be better than the week before and keep doing that consistently, uh, that's what uh, that's our plan and that's what we have in our minds. And that's what it got us Supporter Shield and hopefully it will get us the MLS Cup. Uh, if we can maintain that level um, of um, intensity, focus, intensity, or, concentration, yeah. focus. Uh, if we can uh, demand ourselves uh, always the highest, is what uh, will make us uh, successful again. It's, it's easier said than done, but <laughs> you've got no, to maintain I mean, yeah, exactly. that. I mean, I know you, you say that, but it, you've got to. You have to come here yeah. every day and 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 try to execute uh, what the coach has prepared for the team. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, harder than others. And um, all that, having a game in the weekend that uh, you have to be prepared for. So, Well, I know that you, you guys take on all comers, so it, does, it doesn't really matter the opponent, and especially at home. You know that you're going to have the crowd behind you, that you're going to have to bring a level of intensity that's going to meet their expectations at home. But the numbers say one versus two. So does that... Are these the two best teams in the West, you know, beyond the numbers? And do, how much does that excite you? Because I know sometimes, and I hate this expression, the trap game. Um, but let's imagine, you know, if, a, if an underdog had slipped in there, you, maybe you feel like emotionally you lower a little bit, but there's no way you could do that here knowing it's, it's the top two dogs. Does that get you more excited, more keyed up for a game? I think that that's something tough to respond because you never know the answer. But... Um, We've seen throughout the season that we struggled with the teams that were on the bottom of the table. Um, so I don't know if that's because we lower a little bit the, the, the focus or the intensity. I don't think so. I just I want to believe that uh, Sunday uh, when it matters, um, we all will show up uh, as a team and that uh, someone is going to make the difference uh, for us to to advance to the next round. You said like you've been in this position before and you haven't got to the final step. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, 2018, you were a, you were the top seed, Sporting Kansas City, lost to a lower seed in Portland, and obviously I know that that stays with you. But what you you think about that, and maybe what you can share with your teammates about what to do, what didn't work? Uh, do you catalog those things a bit? knowing that you've gone through those experiences and how you can learn from them here and you know, on Sunday? So I had that in 2018. I had top seed in 2020, Minnesota and August out in 20 minutes, 3-0 uh, at home. Mm -hmm. And then last year, uh, we didn't finish first, uh, but uh, somehow the playoff presented us the opportunity to have all the way home games final included because I think Philly lost and then Colorado lost also right. first round. Um, and Salt Lake knocked us out uh, in the 90-plus minute uh, at home again. So I don't think I have to share that with my teammates. Um, 
maybe uh, with uh, the players that are new in this league, uh, try to just um, keep them on their toes. Um, but uh, believe me, having a coach like Steve um, and the messages that he sends uh, at the time, with the timing that uh, he does send those messages, uh, it's more than enough for us to uh, be uh, ready and prepared for Sunday. You still have some young players, though, and I'm wondering this because I've had a couple of people tell me sometimes the semifinal is harder than the final because you're just that one step closer. Once you get into the final, maybe you just kind of, we're here, we made it, we deserve to be here, but the semifinals where you don't want to mess up because you're just that one step away. Is there any kind of advice that Steve has either given you or you have for the young players to just kind of leave it all out there? Because you don't want to be in that position where you said, we should have been in the final, especially when it can be at home. As I see it, is that winning on Sunday we leave the trophy, which is the Western Conference uh, champion. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have a celebration. You have a trophy that you can touch, that you can lift. So that should be enough motivation for us heading uh, uh, to that game. Um, because then that will also give you the opportunity to lift the bigger one. But uh, being Western Conference champion, again, five years in this league, three times all the way uh, games at home and I'm not Western Conference champion. Mm -hmm. I've won the league in the regular season in the West, but you don't lift the trophy for that. You lift the supporter shield because it's with both conferences. But um, to add another trophy, have another photo uh, with your teammates, uh, with the people that help you uh, win and achieve that uh, should be uh, enough motivation for the group. Those photos in the locker room where you're all together, those are very special. I get I get goosebumps when I see them, and I say, I wish I could be in there. But and I'm, I'm busy doing, you know, Seth, stop me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why you're not. So I'd be down that's there. Calm down uh, when we win on, on Sunday. Um, and also, not just with all of us that we are here every day, but also having the background of the 3252, of the full crowd. Uh, those videos and pictures that uh, we saw uh, from past games of the full stadium when we scored the goals. Um, that's a pretty good uh, feeling and, and, and motivation to have um, for the next two games. Did you get anything beating the Galaxy? Did you get a better parking spot at your favorite restaurant? Or is it <laughs> your, has your LA privileges gotten better? And No, I yeah, actually right. went out uh, for dinner with uh, one of their players. And All right. um, I was going to ask, how did you let Victor know that yes. you're moving on and he's... Uh, no, he, he, he was uh, leaving on Monday and uh, we just had dinner together um, because uh, we respect each other, we loved each other. And um, I actually think that they played very very well yeah. uh, so um, he deserved me to invite him for a good dinner ah, well, that's great say bye wait one more, <laughs> one more question about the galaxy i have to ask you in that in those opening minutes uh when there was a the bit of controversy and you ran over uh did you talk to ricky in spanish or catalan no i didn't um talk to him oh, at that okay. exact moment i think it's a red car uh so there is nothing uh, I have to say to uh, the opponent. Um, I have to see what my player, uh, how my player is feeling, like Muri at that time. And if so, uh, tell the referee what I've seen uh, with that play. But um, 
I think he knows that uh, he made a mistake. Um, luckily for him, he stayed on the field and uh, I think he played a very good game. Uh, he's a great player and um, he helped his team improve a lot, uh, not just with his plays, but also with his positioning, with his attitude. So um, maybe that attitude is what uh, put him in that uh, tough uh, spot uh, because he could have been uh, sent out um, after that uh, header to Muri. So now I, I talked to him before the game. He came to introduce himself in Catalan. Uh, so yeah, um, that's where we are from, and that's the language that we. I know that's speak. important too. So yes, I, want, yes. I want that. It was it was uh, nice for him to come and to introduce himself in in Catalan and to to have a, a, a brief chat uh, before the game. Uh, it's beautiful, and we we could we can't we should have more Catalan players because they bring just, such quality. That was incredible. a great game. That was a great game for Los Angeles. It was a great game for the league. I'm assuming Victor Victor speaks. Catalan as Victor well. speaks Catalan. There's three we, guys in, in all the way across the world speaking Tello, Catalan together. And Tello speaks Catalan and Enrique Duran, and Enrique. Uh, the coach, speaks Catalan too. So we got to be playing Jean Manuel Serrat here. We can yes. get the guitar out. <laughs> I know a couple songs. My dad used to listen to them all the time. So and that you that speak Spanish, you your next challenge could be to learn a few words in Catalan. And Between that and uh, him giving me some some recommendations I could have a very good Barcelona trip <laughs> not just Barcelona but Tarragon and yeah Girona, go. Girona. we keep talking about this Max Advanced World, <laughs> right. World Tour let's go and let's make Barcelona destination number one Sunday midday ABC for the game we expect all you guys to be there at the stadium too he's going to lift his trophy we're going to see you out there. We're going to have another magic day for LAFC. Thanks for tuning in to Inside LAFC Max and Vince Podcast. Thanks, as always, to Ilya Sanchez, who's so gracious. And by the way, great answers to all the questions. So thoughtful. Guest number one. Guest number one. Number Top one. of the list. Top of the team sheet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Vince. We'll see you soon. Make sure you take care of uh, the podcast and uh, recommend it to your friends. We'll see you soon.